escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. All right, it's uh, 1500 GMT. This is the Pulse on the Joy News Channel. Welcome. Uh, a Ghanaian short and 15 trucks bent at Burkina Faso border. As traders say, they are living in fear of terrorist attacks. We'll hear from security analyst uh, plus preparations for exhibition of military equipment by the Ghana Armed Forces. We'll be there to bring you that. Now, also coming up this afternoon, another cost to businesses and consumers as electricity and water go up by 4 and 1%, respectively, beginning September 1. But are we close to full cost recovery? We will explore this. And starting today, we build up to the MPP Super Delegate Conference set to come off this weekend. We hear from representatives of former Trade Minister Alan Kwajo Tramanting and former Greek Minister Dr. Kwajo Efriye Akoto. It's a pleasure to be with you this afternoon. This is Pulse and is brought to you by Global Communities, Dignilu, affordable, safe sanitation for all and in partnership with Chale Wate Street Arts Festival, which is underway from... 7th of August 2023. You can follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and myjournline.com for these and more. My name is Samuel Kojo Brace, and on behalf of the team, I say welcome. Uh, in what appears to be a terror attack, 15 trucks cutting foodstuff from Niger to Ghana have been bent at the Burkina Faso border. Driver of the lead vehicle is responding to treatment after being shot in the attack. Before now, several drivers have died in similar attacks with over 10 Ghanaian trucks being burnt. Nanaya Ajima of our foreign desk has more in the following report. The Doli route into Burkina Faso from Niger has been abandoned by long-distance tracks following heightened activities of terrorists in the area. Videos available to join news show many tracks bent at the border by terrorists earlier this year. In Burkina, at first we was passing there and there was a Boko Haram over there. They bring our cars so many, about 15 cars with only and we Niger supplies Ghana with onions, beans, potash, cowhide, and local tea, popularly known as attire. 
following the closure of the Benin border as a result of the ECOWAS sanctions against Niger, some drivers have had to consider other options. The Dambala Enterprise owns 35 trucks, which have often been involved in cutting food from Niger. For many days, some of the trucks have locked up in Niger. According to Masahudu Dambala, one of their vehicles opted for the Doli route, which is less preferred due to security concerns. The trucks broke security protocols after their inability to secure military escort to cross the border for many days. They were standing there waiting for combi escort, yeah. So they were waiting for it, and then the escort is not coming. So one of the cars, that one is not our car, decided to follow the road. So when he he succeeded, so the rest will they say okay, they too will try their best and see. So immediately they start going there. Those jihadist people come out, try to stop them. They refused, not knowing that they are plenty uh, distant people there. So they decided to shoot to start to shoot them. So they stop. Some of them stop and some of them go back. They even some drivers leave the cars and run away. So our car in, is in front. So they came, they, when they reach there, they burn the car. Uh, the car take like uh, 450 bags of uh, beans. So they burn the car. And then the case is um, they shoot the driver. But now the driver is alive. So they burn the car, and then they burn like three or four cars. So the rest turn back and go to Niger. So, so where's the driver now, and what's his condition? Yeah, he's in Niger, but the condition is somehow better. So he's in Niger now. One of the three affected trucks was cutting onions bound for the Kwanasu market in Kumasi. All 330 onions in the affected trucks have rotten away after the vehicle was burnt. Masaudu Mazu counts his loss. The leading truck was transporting beans and the next one was transporting my onions. Those were the first to be attacked. They called me later to break the news to me. I couldn't ask them any further questions. Presently, the transport and import company, Dambala Enterprise, has closed operations to Niger. Fifteen of their trucks are locked up in the landlocked Niger. Masawudu Dambala is worried about the situation. If you go to harbor anything concerning Niger, you cannot take it. So it's only Burkina that you can cross. I can tell you that this is the amount that I'm losing. I can tell. But if I if I tell you that this is this I will lose this, no, I can't tell. The only thing is that I see that the business is rounding down. Many food importers in Kumasi stand the chance of losing their investments if the situation continues. For Joy News, Nanai Ojima reporting.
Well, let's get more on this from security analyst Dr. Adam Bonner, who's joining us via Zoom. And Doc, I'm grateful that you could join us this afternoon. First of all, does this qualify as a terror attack? Well, yes, good afternoon. Yes, it does. It qualifies as a, and it's been going on for, uh, it's been going on for a while. Uh, is this this uh, burning of trucks by jihadists uh, within the, uh, you know, the, call it the Burkina Enclave, is very rampant. And mm-hmm. so this is not uh, the first time I'm hearing this. I have, I have lots of, uh, you know, videos that sometimes, uh, some of the videos you can see 15 trucks bent on, on a stretch carrying uh, items coming into this country. And so it's quite worrying, coupled with the fact that you now have this situation that uh, we are dealing with in Niger. So obviously, and you want to take it from uh, a two-point, you know, uh, from a position of uh, economic and security. Uh, if, the, if the onions and the other food items, products that are supposed to be imported into neighboring countries cannot cross, and you have uh, the jihadists have become important because eighty percent of Burkina Faso is literally in the hands of jihadists. Mm-hmm. So just imagine that uh, Accra, Ghana, that it is only Accra that is in the hands of the executives or the executive. But the other regions out of the sixteen, it's only Accra that you can say is in the hands of the executive. But the other fifteen regions are in the hands of terrorists. That is the situation in Burkina Faso. And I think that should have been more of a concern to the sub-regional leaders. But unfortunately, that has not been their concern. Uh, Rather, they want to go in there and remove and return, uh, you know, Niger to civilian rule. When we have Burkina Faso, Mali, and neighboring countries under attack, uh, from jihadists. I think we, it should be a source of cons- concern for us. Mm. Well, uh, I, I, I'll come back to that, but, but you mentioned that 15 regions are, are, are falling to the jihadists. Which are these 15? No, what I'm saying is that I use Ghana as an illustration. What I'm saying is that mm-hmm. take, for instance, Ghana. We have 16 regions in Ghana. Yeah. Then the executive is, is, is only uh, found in, in, Accra, in Accra, one region. as an illustration to say Burkina Faso, 80% of according to UN okay. report and mm-hmm. AU and ECOWAS report mm-hmm. 80% of Burkina Faso is in the hands of jihadists or terrorists in, in Burkina Faso okay. which should be a worry to, to the some regional leaders mm-hmm. and so that is how severe or serious mm-hmm. the situation is in especially Burkina Faso and some of these neighboring countries mm-hmm. Uh, but, but if that is the case, and, and again, the twenty percent that is left is in the hands of the military that took over. Why is the Correct. military not able to win this war? Well, the military is not able to win this war because the terrorists have literally surrounded them. The terrorists have literally. If if you can ask uh, indigents of border towns that mm. uh, you know where Burkina Faso borders are, you can talk about the Sisala area. You can talk about uh, the Hamile area. You can mm. talk about uh, Boku. Sometimes the I I was in Burkina Faso, uh, crossed from Hamile to Burkina Faso, 
a couple of months, about two months ago. And as you get there, uh, they will tell you that where they are, sometimes you can literally see terrorists on, you know, in one area. You are in the in, in the, the, the part of Ghana and, you know, indigency terrorists on the other side. And what has made it worse is that you have the military regime in Burkina Faso has armed civilians. They've given weapons to civilians to fight off the jihadists. Mm. And some of these civilians themselves have become terrorists. And so it, it is worrying for the rest of us in Ghana and probably neighboring countries because then when the terrorists uh, come to where these civilians are who have been armed, they cross as refugees who have entered Ghana. They drop their weapons and they cross into the side of Ghana. This is how worrying the situation is. And so as far as I'm concerned, the military regime in these countries have not been able to, you know, uh, alone fight terrorists. Okay. And so it is probably incumbent on ECOWAS to see how the issue of terrorists, terrorism, that we have in the entire sub-region, call, you know, call it Nigeria to Mali to, you know, Niger to, you can name them. Terrorists, where have they not bombed, except probably Ghana? And so uh, this is how bad it is. And sometimes when I crossed with my team to the uh, from Hamile into the you know the the side of Burkina, I interviewed, I spoke to uh, you know officers within the Ghana area and spoke to officers you know within the Burkina area, and they were very apprehensive because then. Uh, they, they said this is a place that uh, we shouldn't be. I mm. spoke to them, and they told us that because sometimes the terrorists come very close to them, and they look at them, and sometimes when we spoke to people around the Hamley area, including officers, what they said was that there are times you are watching on the side of the Burkina border, and you see terrorists literally killing people on the side of the Burkina border, wow. but you are a military officer or you are an immigration officer, or a police officer within Ghana, you the law does not mandate you to cross into Burkina to, to help them fight of the jihadist movement. And this is how close this whole thing is. Not that someone, I, I was there myself, spoke to, you know, uh, the indigents of the Hamili area, spoke to officers, the military, the immigration, and the police who are around the area spoke to them, mm. crossed to the other side of Burkina and spoke to them. And they seem to be singing the same hymn. They want resources. They want collaboration because they said that there are times when they come under attack. They have to run. And they, they, they are counterparts in Ghana. They wish they could come and support them. But the Ghanaians cannot come, obviously, because once you enter, you need a certain permission or declaration to enter and go and fight this jihadist movement in that enclave. And so wow. this is how serious the situation is. We are not very careful. We are going to have food prices, you know, skyrocketing. It's going to go up, and it will be difficult if we are not okay. That alone is another human security challenge because when people are hungry, thinking becomes another thing. So we, we've got to tread cautiously. Mm. But, but, but what could be the reason behind the burning of these trucks? Well, the reason behind the base, you should know these are some of these people are ideologists. They, for instance, they bent these vehicles and it's now news, we are discussing it. So they target areas that 
they will it will make them a bit popular. And apart from that, they hit where the people will begin to revolt. Because you see, uh, one of the one of the things they do is to strike and you know uh, make sure they leave a lot of uh, unimaginable, uh, imaginable, what do we call it, uh, things in your head. You begin mm -hmm. to be fearful of your life. Mm -hmm. You begin to feel they are coming. And usually, when they come, they tell you, you've got to do A, B, C, D. They use intimidatory tactics. They would want that you would have to obey them. And so they are taking advantage of the fact that uh, these areas have been left in their hands and then they are doing what they are doing. Some of them are criminals. And so as they shoot and drivers run away, they cut as many as they can, the goods in this vehicle, and sell them. So you have, you have them actually trading. Sometimes they will steal as much as they can and cross sometimes in bags and in the tricycles into some of the other areas to come and sell. I'm sure you know that uh, cattle or animals from... The side of Burkina Faso, they, they've killed people in the side of Burkina Faso. And a report that I recently intercepted, has, and these animals found their way into some parts of the Upper East region because they, they, the owners of these animals were killed on the side of Burkina Faso. And they separated them across the border into Ghana. And once they sell them, they go back with the money to go and finance they are part of terrorism and criminality. Mm -hmm. So they have divergent reasons, they have different reasons for doing this, depending on, for instance, this banning uh, of vehicles and, you know, killing of people on, you know, on that stretch. It didn't start today. I mean, I have, if, uh, if I can forward to you a lot of videos where you can see vehicles on end, you know, you won't see on uncountable number of trucks that they've destroyed. So it's just not this one we are talking about. Maybe because of the situation in Niger, uh, maybe we are beginning to pay attention. Some of us who work within the sector will tell you that this is no news. It is something that has been happening almost all the time. Okay. But, but from the way you paint the picture, it's, it's gloomy, you know, and, and therefore something has to be done. For example, if someone is killing another person in Burkina Faso, when I see it in Ghana and I can't even intervene, that is, is something that we have to work around. So how do we as a sub-region approach this issue such that it won't escalate and even, you know, get into a country like Ghana? Well, I think that by now we should have had uh, a certain arrangement. You know, we have the Accra Initiative. The Accra Initiative involves some countries, including Burkina and, you know, some countries. Mm. And so the areas that we have this issue... Uh, with terrorism, serious, you know, terrorist, you know, terror, uh, terror issues, we should have had some arrangement, or the ECOWAS block should have had some arrangement where uh, those who manned these borders would have the clearance to be able to cross into any, so you would have the ability to cross Burkina, and depending on, you know, uh, which mile radius you are supposed, maybe you can't go beyond, let's say, 1,000 kilometers away from uh, the Ghana border. border. But anything be, anything between mm -hmm. one to 1,000 kilometers, if something is going on and you are part of that ECOWAS arrangement as a security officer, you should be able to go in there and, and help the, the indigents there. If you have, let's say, a Burkina, a Burkina Bay soldier who is on the other side and something is happening 
and it has to do with terrorism. I mean, so that it is well defined. They are able to come, but at the moment, there is no such arrangement. Mm. And so when I was going into the Burkina area, for instance, I had I had a, an escort. I had a police officer uh, who I requested to uh, to provide me escort. But when we got to the border, they said the police officer cannot cross. So I left my escort at the side of Ghana and entered. That was risky. But I left my escort because if my escort had gone with me, probably he would have been detained. But if there is an arrangement where we, they are trained to perform a certain dual function, if you are here, you can cross and, and help and do But ECOWAS is not thinking like that. ECOWAS probably is not looking at that and seeing how countries can support one another to fight to you know fight terrorism because they come sometimes 10 kilometers five kilometers four kilometers to the side of ghana sometimes even a kilometer to that close a kilometer away from ghana border or less than a kilometer away from ghana border but you see the ghanaian soldiers the immigration officers the police officers they don't have the permit to go in there and do anything and so you it, it is an arrangement that ECOWAS should have been dealing with because then, uh, if you say because the military, uh, the military have taken over in Burkina Faso, chances are that the spillover effect will have it. And they, we've 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 heard about recently. I think one of the ministers, uh, one of the ministers actually came out to say some. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Terrorists, uh, not terrorists, some, some terrorists crossed into our territory and they arrested them and I'm told they took them back out. They took them uh, into the Burkina side. And you have uh, the Burkina uh, civilians have been armed. So if you are arming civilians, like many years ago, Al-Qaeda and some of these guys were armed. Eventually, they turned the guns against those who armed them when they didn't have any job again for them to do. And so mine is that the Burkina, the, the Burkina uh, you know, government or the, the military leaders over there are overwhelmed. They are simply overwhelmed. And so they are now procuring weapons and, you know, dashing them to civilians. And so it tells you that the people who are crossing into this country itself, if we are not very careful, we are going to have people who have learned to shoot, who have learned to handle sophisticated weapons, and they could turn against us. So I think there should be some arrangement amongst us as uh, sub-regional uh, you know, country members to see how can we help. So if okay. they come very close to our border, killing people, and you can see it, sometimes they will tell you that when they kill some of their people, the, you know, the, okay. the corpses lie there for days be wow. before the Burkina government will come and pick them away, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, you know, those mm -hmm. who are having lunch, uh, mm -hmm. my apologies. But yes, I hear they will be there. And you will see, what's the name? Uh, what's the name? What's the name of that? Uh, Vultures coming down and literally, but you can't do anything because you cannot cross if you are a soldier or you are even a paramedic. You can't cross. So when it's happening, most of them run into the side of Ghana. But who is coming? We don't even know. Because some of these people have been given weapons. They drop their weapons. And so the jihadists are now attacking more because they believe that civilians have been given weapons. So if we can surround them and we kill some, 
we can actually pick up their weapons and use it to fight the, the, the you know the military leaders in Burkina and the other uh, sub region, uh, some the other neighboring countries. It, it tells that there's more that ECOWAS has to do. I'm grateful to you, Dr. Bona, for joining us this afternoon. Dr. Adam Bona is a security analyst there now, still staying with security. The chief of naval staff, Rear Admiral Isa Adam Yakubu, has trumpeted the role of the Ghana Navy in combating attacks and kidnappings in the Gulf of Guinea. Speaking during a media interaction ahead of the 2023 International Maritime Defense Exhibition and Conference scheduled to take place from the 29th to 30th August, he said in the year 2020, not less than 11 sailors were kidnapped with ransom paid before their release. He says Ghana has not recorded any in 2023, but rather the country's neighbors are beginning to see a resurgence in attacks. 2021, we had, Ghana alone had not less than six attacks, particularly on our vulnerable tuna vessels and uh, not less than 11 of our sailors were kidnapped and uh, taken to other places and they, had, they were only rescued after they had paid a ransom. Um, uh, I think this was in 2020. 2021, 2022, we did not experience any such attacks or kidnapping, as he said. Um, 2023, we have seen some resurgence, not in our country, but in some neighboring countries, a few attacks have occurred. And uh, we, we are, that is why this conference has come very, very timely. But when those things occurred, as he said, it, it, they just didn't stop because the people didn't want to come again. We had to put strategies in place. And some of those strategies were developed during some of these conferences and then the collaboration that we had with all the countries that are coming for the International Maritime Defense Mission and Conference. We've been told the number of partners from across the world and we've had not less than 27 and they are still, even as at last night, countries were still confirming their participation. So you bring a large gathering of maritime practitioners and because the sea is on a, a, a maritime common that is you don't have physical borders at sea um, so we don't go out there and say Ghana this is our space so we're only interested in that um, the transnational organized criminals they come from different parts of uh, neighboring countries come and commit their offenses and then they go back to where they, 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 they are coming from so we have to work together with our neighbors and within the country they listed a number of agencies that have some one or two um, time issues. And now we want an integrated one. So everybody is in his ministry, department, or agency trying to play his role. But uh, we do have that serious coordinating mechanism. So this National Integrated Maritime Strategy provides that mechanism for coordination and working together and having a very good governance structure. And we believe that when we do that, as I said, the vision is that by 2030, the GDP growth of that the maritime domain contributes should double. Whatever the figure is now, we want to see doubled by the year 2030. So the specific figures, as he said, will be given to you. Um, uh, but 
for the last two years, we haven't experienced, particularly the kidnapping, attacking with arms on ships, and kidnapping of sailors has not happened in the last two years. So that is an achievement, and there are strategies we have put in place to achieve that. Ghana will be launching its national integrated maritime strategy next week at the 2023 International Maritime Defense Exhibition and Conference. It is expected to provide a common policy approach and coordinate efforts by state institutions to deal with maritime threats and also maximize Ghana's blue economy. Rosevera in Siena has been providing details. Objective, the strategic objectives developed in this document. We have six strategic objectives that is going to help implement the document. One is, the first one, strategic objective one, is strengthen the framework for maritime governance. Um, when you talk about uh, framework for maritime governance, we have several laws, but we don't have specific laws, for instance, when it comes to piracy. So this document is going, we are partnering with the Attorney General Department, they are also part of the technical working group, to ensure that Ghana has existing laws. All the frameworks, those that um, are being implemented by GMA, the Navy, we will all combine them together and have one policy framework so that our laws will be punitive enough to ensure that we have sanity in the maritime sector. So we need to ensure safety and security in the maritime domain, ensure uh, we will develop a thriving blue economy, that is our core point protect the marine and coastal environment, protect capacity building and research. We also develop dynamic and diversified regional and international cooperation. These are the strategic objectives of the NIMS. These strategic objectives are backed by priority actions. They are not just objectives, but then we have actions assigned to each of the objectives to ensure its implementation. Our vision, vision for the NIMS. We envisage that by 2030, Ghana's maritime space will be the safest. In fact, we don't want to come after any other country. We want Ghana's space, maritime space, to be the safest by 2030. That is the vision of the NIMS, so that we can be able to have a sustainable blue economy developed and maintained for natural, national economic growth. It will also create social benefits, not just about tourism or fishing. Uh, the Gulf of Guinea has... Well, on your election headquarters, we're focusing on the NPP Special Delegate Congress coming up. Let's bring you a report on the Vice President, Dr. Mahmoud Baumia, who is optimistic of securing overwhelming vote in return for his loyalty, dedication, and sacrifices for the MPP. We'll bring you details of these and more, plus interactions with uh, persons uh, very high in the party here on the show, uh, delving into the various camps and uh, finding out what they do make of what's coming up on Saturday. Stay with us. We'll bring you more after this.
everybody came out, everybody's looking good, displaying their art, beautiful art everywhere. Um, this is my fifth year coming in a row. So I'm here every August for the festival. It's been amazing being with my black people all day, every day. It's been great. It's so fun here. There are a lot of arts things to do. So I personally love it. And I love the artworks. I love Chalorote 2022. It's fantastic. This year's experience is, uh, is marvelous. It's amazing. It's Chalorote Festival, y'all. You ought to be here. The paintings, the people, the Ghanaians were awesome. Everyone, when you're in Ghana, around the same time, make sure you check it out. It's really happening. Back from the break, let's uh, begin from the camp of Dr. Mahmoud Baumia because he is optimistic of uh, winning the impending, uh, securing overwhelming vote in return for his loyalty, dedication and sacrifices for the MPP. Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Baumia is touting his dedication and allegiance to the MPP, positioning himself as a suitable choice to lead the party into the 2024 general elections. He pledges to carve a distinct path towards economic prosperity if chosen as the MPP's leader. With the party's superdelegate Congress just three days away, Samuel Imbra from our political desk sheds light on his candidacy. He is an economist with experience at the central bank. He transitioned into politics and was the first to introduce a data-driven narrative in Ghana's political landscape, gaining trust among Ghanaians. His prominence picked during the 2012 election petition. Let us put down my analysis and show me one repeated polling station in my analysis. If you are afraid of the truth, then of course you will hide behind these exhibit numbers. His father, Mumuni Baumia, co-founded the Northern People's Party with S.D. Dumbo contributing to the birth of the new patriotic party, NPP sparking arguments for the Dumbo faction to lead the MPP, giving the historical representation of Dankwa and Buzia. They will be in trouble. They know we will break the gates. They know John Mahama cannot take me on in the north. I will beat him in the north. I will beat him in the north. Anyway. However, some contend that politics transcends tribal lines and prioritizes competence. 
his role in reducing the MPP's parliamentary deficit from over 80% to under 60% in the northern regions since 2008 is highlighted, making him a strong contender against NDC's John Mahama after the 2020 elections. Dr. Mahmoud Baumia's candidacy garners extensive nationwide endorsements from both within and outside the MPP. Notably, Minister for Local Government and Rural Development, Dan Botry, is among MPP stalwarts supporting him. Based on my knowledge and experiences in the party, I have come to conclude that Dr. Mahmoud Baumia is the right person who holds the future of this party. So please, I will urge all of you to come out together to vote for Dr. Mahmoud Baumia. The Vice President, Dr. Mahmoud Baumia, is passionately underlining his dedication to the MPP, emphasizing he has never abandoned his responsibility. I have sacrificed for the party. I have defended the party in good times and in challenging times. I have never wavered or slacked. Never. He therefore assures that if elected, he will lead the country towards economic prosperity. Together with you, I want to see a Ghana with an education system tilted towards STEM, robotics, artificial intelligence, digital and vocational skills to cope with the demands of the fourth industrial revolution. Though several surveys predict a landslide victory for him, the Superdelegates Congress will be the litmus paper to test how strong his signal is to lead the MPP. For Joy News, Samuel Mbura. Let's come in studio now and uh, speak to a stalwart of the party, um, Mr. Ayiko Otu, a former Attorney General uh, during the Kufu regime and uh, just recently Ghana's former ambassador to Canada. Good afternoon, sir, and welcome. Mm. Thanks for having me. All right. Now, we're just about some few days to the Special Delegates Congress. How is the uh, camp shaping up? Well, uh, following our tradition, uh, we know where we are going. And I talk we. We are talking Alan. Alan, yes. You know, he's been in this fight for some time. Mm. And uh, the, the tradition which we believe will work, that the, the, the delegates would award uh, loyalty. Mm. This is someone who was right, but those who actually got involved in getting the party shaped, you know, and uh, finding money through various means to, to help to pay bills and to get the party on its feet, you know. So I know we may have time to talk more. But if, if you say what's not brought from outside, <laughs> what, what do you mean? Well, uh, those who know the tradition will tell you that some were brought in while others started in the 1992, thereabouts, when the Damkwa Buzia Club started mm. and all that, you know. So they were those who actually started. Others were brought in. I mean, clearly, you know, 
You might know as a pressman. No, I, 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 I don't know unless you tell There's me. There's no need to go into that, but the point is that mm. there are two classes of members, those who started. So you find that on Saturday we'll have what we call foundation members. Okay. For example, those who actually appended their signatures to the documents at the time we're going to file the uh, party papers at the EC. Yeah. Foundation members. Then you have founding members, you know. And then you register and it's open and others can join, mm. you know. And mm. So we're talking about one who actually was right from the beginning. Of course, you needed people from various regions to show that it's a national party, mm. in which case you cannot get everybody from one region signing those who actually started. But some would you find their names there. But the, the clear, you heard the report, a banker later on became a politician. So mm. you, you know the history, so mm. you can make but, it. But, 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 but what does it, I mean, doesn't matter when someone joined the party. That's why I'm saying that mm. we, there is a tradition, and we're trying to follow the tradition. And we believe, you know, that, well, in politics, we're trying to, you know, if you like in campaigning, you're trying mm. to change people's minds to let them look your way. So whatever you say, there will be the other side of the coin that somebody will ask, like you ask, what does it? But Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. If you are following the tradition that we had uh, 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 Professor Dubois in. I was seriously challenged by Kufour. And then, then when he left, it was Kufour mm. who came in. And now Kufour did seriously challenge him, Kufour. At the end of the day, Nana comes in. And then for the time past, it is Alan mm. who has been there constantly, always in the second position which is taking now, <laughs> mm. that, look, I am the man, I'm the next man, look my way. You know, so it tells you that if the tradition is followed, surely it should mm. go its way. But is it about tradition or you're looking for someone who will win you the, the election? That is, that, 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 that is the, the, the critical part of the whole game. You, you don't go into politics without or in an election without a message, especially when you know we do four years and four years, for which reason we are talking about breaking the eight. Mm -hmm. So what would be the message that you take there? What would be the face that would be there for you? Mm. Okay? So if you find that it would be difficult to put a particular face there, because there will be difficulty in looking at the message, then you might want to do something else. And it's important. It's important. It is not a laughing matter that, look, this man has served you for eight years, so why do you have to change it? You ask yourself, what will be his message in 2024? Mm. How has things shaped up? It, 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 it's... it's it might have been the best not to compare and to talk because you, you are doing primaries, which is internal, 
but eventually you go and meet your NDC at the other side, and mm -hmm. therefore things that you may say might be seen as giving ammunition to them to them mm -hmm. to use against you. But whatever what whatever happens, you need to do go through these primaries first. Okay, and it's yeah. important <laughs> that you look at the issues. Ask yourself whether what you are saying now, if you continue with it, it will stand you in, in any good stead, mm. or there should, there's the need for a change. Okay. So those of us who are calling for Alan, we are saying that, no, we need a new face, and we need a new message. Okay. Why do you think that if you maintain, for example, the second in command now, Dr. Baumia, the message will be problematic. That is what I, I put to you. That mm. You see, you may want to look at all the variables and what has taken place for the past seven years or so mm. and to ask yourself whether, you know, people are, if you like, uh, comfortable okay. you know, the, the, the conditions that we find ourselves. We are all Ghanaians, I mean. Uh, maybe <laughs> some maybe. Uh, enjoy it better than others, I don't know. But generally, we know what the conditions are. You know, the, the economic situations, the inflations, the whatever, the uh, uh, IMF, World Bank, this, that. You know. So you, you ask yourself, if the message is what we have already heard and seen, are we going to continue with that? Mm. And would people want to buy into that, that message? message? Mm. That's, mm. A, that's a difficult thing. But, but some of us begin to, to, to mm. or we look at. Mm. But, but is that the case? Then, of course, those who are part of this government don't also have a chance then because they are all part of the government. Yeah. Alan, uh, Dr. Kodjoafriye, Dr. Baumia himself, uh, I think they were the guys who were part of this government. Yes. And also, partly, Jogate was part of the first term. Mm. Then they also don't have a message then. Mm. You know, so, the, 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 you know, politics has its own logic. It's not everything that you, you think is logical that happens in politics. It may have its own language, has its own, you know, uh, uh, logic. So, you want to find out who is in charge, you know, you see, when things are going well, then you tell the world that, well, I'm in charge. Mm. And then when things are difficult, you say, no, 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 I'm playing second fiddle. There is no consistency. But if you are not in charge, you are not in charge. You know, you, so you ask yourself of the lots that you have mentioned, who would you say, you know, had the, 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 has been in charge of most of the things that we have found. People talk about uh, he has brought about digitalization. digitalization yeah. yeah. That is it. What mm. has that led to? It hasn't led to anything, yeah? What has, it, what has that led to? You know, you are looking at the people, you know, the voters generally, and what they want to look at, and how has the game been played? Has the whip been cracked? Efficiently, you know, so you can mm. trust that, you know, if you go this way, you are likely to find mm. solace mm. You know, going forward after mm. 2024. You, you made mention of loyalty. Some people will ask that, well, 
when it comes to loyalty between your preferred candidate, Alan Kojo Chermanting, and Dr. Baumia, who has been more loyal, is loyalty about the time you joined the party or what you've done for the party over the years? There's, there's nobody who can deny the fact that uh, Alan has done a lot for the party. Mm. The Young Executives Forum, I told you at the beginning, the, the things that have been done, when the party was struggling, you know, this is the man who put together Young Executives to look for money, to assist the party to stand on its feet. Okay. You know, he, so he was not just a member, but, but if you like, at that time, if he a savior in <laughs> getting money, you know, yeah. for people to get, you know. That is loyalty. That is loyalty. I mean, if, if, I don't know, just ask yourself, you are a Ghanaian, uh, and I believe that the first gentleman of, of the land is the president, isn't yeah. it? Mm -hmm. Then you have a vice who will be the second gentleman. Mm -hmm. So if you find yourself as a second gentleman of the land, what sacrifice are you making? What is, what have you lost? What, what are you fighting for? You want to be? If anything, everybody wants to be the first gentleman. At mm -hmm. the end of which you can be second gentleman. So if you come in as a second gentleman, straight away, second gentleman, what sacrifice did you make to get there? Well, someone will refer you to the election petition of 2013 and how this young man, Dr. Baumia, you know, uh, how he performed for the party. Oh. And uh, yes, people refer you were in court as well. I remember you, <laughs> you, 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 you now see your real size. I mean, that, that was being told to your, to your client. I mean, someone refer you to that. They will refer you to what he's been able to do in the North, especially ever since he came on. But your name is on the petition. Who do you want to go and talk for you? Your name is there. And I go for Dr. Baumia and Jacob Echebilante. Who will go and speak for you? Yes, they could have added other names, and then we'll see whether they would have also gone. So that is not sufficient for me, you know, because his name is there. And it was a group matter. We all got involved. We all looked at the pin sheets, strategized the best way out. Well, his name was there. He had to go. We challenged it. It was a good thing, at least. When we had it again, when Mama went, the parameters had been set. So he was told straight away that, this is your case we have brought uh, has no mm. you know, merit. And at the end of the day, that's what happened. He started from the one. They told him, you are wasted for this time. Because we have gone through that Akufuadu thing, and we have found what it is that we should be looking at when we are doing election petitions. Mm. So it was good for the country generally. You know, but that is not sacrifices, because you were already brought up to the top. Again, remember that when you come as a, a, a candidate and you try for four years or whatever, let's say even two years, and then you lose, you still are maintained again for another. You still are maintained. How many years do you think he has been there in the front line? Yeah, from 2008 <laughs> All the to, to, to 2012, 2016, 2020. Okay. Yeah. And you are talking about sacrificing. You are not sacrificing. You are mm. there in the upper echelons. So what is Alan bringing on board, which is different from what a Baumia ticket will bring? Clearly, I mean, it's a new face that you see on the ballot. He's not been there. He's tried in the primaries severally, and he has lost. 
which is good. After all, many big politicians went through the same thing in America and elsewhere. Many people tried several times, they lost. But it's always a question of time. I mean, look at our present uh, uh, party chairman. You know, he was almost like a, a serial somebody the loser. always yeah. <laughs> go and contest for the chairmanship. But when the people decided it was time, they gave it to him overwhelmingly. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think he won with the highest number. Mm-hmm. But that is what the people have decided, that this is his time. You know, this whole idea... And the grandma will tell you, this is his time. Mm. And we are telling you that we see it happening that way. You know, all the so so, so your, your message is about it is his time? Is that it? I really have told you the things he has done already. Mm. You, when, when we were trying to bring about uh, vehicle assembling plants in this country, mm-hmm. you don't realize that it was his time. And we got it. Kwame Krumah has been talking. But will you, will, will you credit that to the president or you credit that to the minister? Oh, no. It, you see, this is not an ordinary minister. This is a minister who has been into the African, you know, traits and the rest. He's been sponsored there. He's been there before. He's looked at some of these things. He has a clear vision of what he wants the transformation that he wants this country. And one of them is looking at this vehicle thing. It takes, you know, uh, the effort of many to get something done. But there should be leadership being shown. For example, I, as an ambassador, I'll tell you that I knew that some of the vehicles, for example, came from South Africa. You know, some came from South Africa, not necessarily from Germany, mm. to be brought here. Assembled, yeah. Uh-huh. And some of the ambassadors to where gave some assistance to get it done. Mm. You know, but that leadership, so many of these things that we find were led by him. No, no, so you don't give credit to the president, but to no, the minister? No, you, you, I've told you, mm. politics has its own logic. <laughs> so for what we are doing, that is the logic. <laughs> District one factory and the rest. If you go into the history, how to you know, I've been at cabinet before, so I know how cabinet policies are brought about. Somebody brings a memo, it will be discussed. It is good, okay. You give him the go ahead, go and do it. And so, if some of these things are mandated from somebody, you know, so that if he had his own way, perhaps he might have done it in a certain way, okay. But if you are serving someone, you have to be careful. You know, as to how you also, you know, push your agenda. So it's, it's, you, you like before you used to say you don't have to to pick, uh, you know, too early. Okay. Don't. You know, so mm. uh, things. You know, but then at this time, these are the things that we should begin to be talking about. Mm. You know. Okay. You you should have to look at these things which are transformational. One district one factory. If Indeed, the evidence is out there that so many of these factories are about. Have they not created jobs for people? Mm-hmm. And, and so many people are going through challenges. Of course. Of course. I mean, there are teething problems everywhere. You know, there are teething problems everywhere. You can't just think that once you start, everything goes well. There are mm-hmm. some difficulty with, uh, I think, some raw materials. Mm-hmm. 
funding as well. Some funding did not go and all of that. Well, funding necessarily, if you are using the private sector as the industry of growth, mm. you are not, it's not a state thing like yeah. maybe Chinese companies or something. But it's a private sector-led thing. Mm. So you can only be assisted. Mm. So you should come more okay. for whoever wants to set mm. it up. Oh, all right. So, so is the, are the delegates buying this message because there is a research which says that Dr. Bamiya is is, is, is leading Alan Chomanting by by, by 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 a leap. I don't I don't I don't believe that that, that statistics. Even if, if it's true, I don't I don't believe it at all. See, the, you 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 look at every election has its own dynamics. Okay, now you have a situation where. You've seen those who are going to vote mm -hmm. and uh, the number and where they are drawn from. Mm -hmm. So it's likely that you can get people whipped into a line to do a certain bidding. Okay. It should not convince anybody, assuming he wins even this families. What okay. are we doing? Generally to select five people. How many of the uh, polling station executives are going to get involved? Only the chairpersons. And yet we have five for each, you know, uh, polling station. So if only the chairpersons decide, do you know where the four are going go, to go? Mm. And in terms of numbers in November, I'm talking about 900 and something no. voting. How can these 900 represent the entire thousands of people mm. who will now will, will find in, in November? Mm. So realizing that it could be a problem, somebody is saying that, oh, if you, if you win the superdelegates, it's likely that you win again. It doesn't mm. follow at all <laughs> in terms of the numbers. It doesn't follow. A lot of you saw the new thinking that was brought into it to prevent people from taking pictures when they are voting to go and show to others mm. their attempt to make sure that we all come to one place so we all see what is happening, serializing the ballot numbers so you know who voted for this and intimidation and the rest, you know. So a lot of things will go into this. Mm. But let's finish our first five. Okay. And then concentrate on November. Okay. And there's you no way it. what... No, we, we're going to... So you feel there's some intimidation tactics being, being played? A lot is going on. People are afraid, you know. I mean, earlier on, we were told that almost all the parliamentarians are supporting him. Now, three days to time, how many have you seen come out to speak? Ask yourself. Mm. You just showed some people. How many have come out? They are all there. It is time for people to say, I'm supporting this or I'm supporting that. But you don't hear it anymore. Like we were told earlier on, that almost every, everybody in parliament says it is Baumia. Mm -hmm. Now we have heard about three or four people <laughs> from parliament who are spoken. So the, okay. that, and the vote too now is secured. If you are not going to take any pictures, it means nobody will know where you voted. Okay. Uh -huh. Now you, you served with him as vice president and you were an ambassador. Mm -hmm. But with this, you don't believe in his leadership, huh? No, I won't say that. Okay. I won't say that. No, not at all. I've told you, mm. politics <laughs> has its own logic. At the time, things were good, if you like. You know, things work well. 
They came to Canada. I, I, I organized uh, a, a trade mission. He, he led it and all that. He's been a very good friend of mine. But you ask yourself from the time, you are the media people, from the time the rating agencies started downgrading Ghana's economy, where, what has happened to us? What has happened to us? Do you understand? They started downgrading. Does it mean that we were, it was a bubble, something that was waiting to explode or something. And then thereafter, it's, it's, it's not been well for all of us. So he won't be a yeah, good choice. He won't be a good choice for the party. Well, he's done his part. I think he can bow out honorably. We we'll always remember him for whatever he did, including digitalization. But to proceed beyond 2024, we don't think it's right. I just don't think it's right. He's done his part. Yes, I will know. He's my friend. I mean, and I, I was here the other time. I made that point. He's still young. He has time when he decides. He lies about 67, 68. He's young. He still has time. He's not yet 60. Just like uh, 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 Kufo told Nana, you young man, when I finish my test, you come. And Nana told him also that you give me a run for my money and when I leave you come after me so that is it he has time I will not say that he has no leadership quality okay. no, no. it will be wrong to, to, okay. to do that but I'm saying for now in terms of our politics if we do not need he would not have any message for 2024 and therefore it's better to bow out when the applause is loud if you like if there's any applause let him bow out and let's bring him and come back again later maybe. after Alan. Yes. That's what you mean. Yes. All right. And that's even a maybe. A maybe. That's a maybe. <laughs> well, but if the tradition is followed, it's likely mm. that he will come. Okay. But he's the one who's giving. And let me say this before I leave. Mm. I, I, this thing started to me as a two horse race of uh, Alan and Baumia. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. And then they were delaying going onto the field, so Kennedy and came in. Field. Yeah. And then with his early start and the things he was doing, was able to make inroads. And so the thing now becomes a three horse race. Yeah. In my view, these three. They carry most of the votes as against the others. The, the others that I think they should try and throw their weights. It's not yet too late. Okay. Can throw their weights. But Alan is the man. And the message is they should not make a mistake to vote for any other person. Going for Alan. He has everything that okay. he takes. He's a lawyer by profession. He's a, Okay. I mean, there are just that many. Uh, thank you so much for passing through our show. Uh, that uh, lawyer, Ayukwe Otu, former ambassador to Canada and Ghana, a former attorney general uh, for the, doing the Kufo regime. Well, uh, still ahead, Dr. Amuzu from the Dr. Fria Kotos camp will also be coming us, uh, joining us for a conversation uh, on what that camp also brings. Uh, to the party. There is more uh, for us to do here on uh, The Pulse. Stay with us.
Welcome again. Well, let's uh, now take you to the camp of uh, the former Greek minister, uh, Dr. Uh, Efriye Akoto, uh, who says he's the right man to lead the party. And he's today with me is Dr. Prince Amuzu, who is from the camp of Dr. Efriye Akoto. Hi, right, good afternoon. Welcome. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to your listeners and viewers. Mm. You heard there, uh, Ms. Aikotu says, all of you who are struggling should just uh, leave it. It's time for Alan, because if you are following tradition, it is time. Why are you worrying yourselves? It's okay. Um, like he says, the politics is own logic. If you're talking about time, you would have to reference Bafo Sakoto, the man that will put the AP tradition together. The one that sat in the chair and brought Dombo, the other brought Esgianto, and all of those other people. When is his time? Mm. His son is Honorable Dr. Uso Friyakoto. That's, when that's is his, his son, time? not him. Not Bafa Akoto himself. That's his so, son. So you are talking about tradition and mm. time. Okay. So I'm asking the question, this rhetoric, when will be his time? Mm. You see, so if you go that way, then you'll be missing the point. If you talk about Dr. Uso Friyakoto, like he says, when will beginning Dankobuzia tradition? And the club, Danko Biza Club, in the UK, when G.H. Mensah was the chairman, Dr. Koto was the secretary. And he's been there all this while. This is loyalty. That's what means, loyalty means. It means you have been there and consistently been there. You've not threatened to resign before. You've not walked away from the party before. You stayed in the party and worked for the party. When he was a member of parliament uh, for Kwadaso, two terms, he worked so hard when we were in opposition. You saw him everywhere campaigning for MPP and leading the charge for food and agriculture and coffee affairs as a ranking member of the committee in parliament. So this is the caliber of person we are talking about. Mm. You cannot discredit him. You cannot take him away. Indeed, the party people, they know that this is the man that can resolve the challenges of our party and the Ghanaian people are also waiting for him. Now, how do they know? Because, I mean, how do they know that he's the right man? It's because we are engaging the people mm. and we have a message. If you notice... A lot of people are doing a lot of noisy campaign. And we kept saying Dr. Koto's campaign is a noiseless campaign because he has a message. He's not saying, I am I'm not a Christian, so vote for me. I, I, am, I am from voter origin, vote for me. That is not the issue. It is my turn, vote for me. It's not the issue. What is your track record? What have you done before? We are all in government. Let everybody put forward one social or public policy that this government put forward, you were made to be in charge, and what was your results? This for us to assess you, to see whether you are able to do something that will give you this bad, bigger job you'll be able to deliver. That's the type of conversation we are having. And that is why Dr. Koto's campaign, no insults, no attacks, we are focusing on the issues and the problems of the party and the problem of the Ghanaian people. That's what we are solving. Well, Alan, as, as uh, the camp says, uh, he led the setting up of assembly plant, 1D1F. At least they've mentioned. Dr. Baumia, they said digitalization and all of that. So they have also mentioned what they've done. That is okay. It's not for me to, adjudge, to mm. judge which one is which. Mm. But our message is for us to put forward a strong case for what we have done. And this is why when we go to the constituencies, you see people bringing plantain and uh, stocks of maize and all that. Okay. It is to attest to that they know. We didn't even need to come and say it, but this is politics. You cannot assume. It is our duty as a campaign to go there and explain to them 
what we have done and what we want to do what have for you the done? Fati people. You are aware that since the Fourth Republic, the highest uh, GDP growth rate for a sector, you have the agric sector, you have the industry, and then the services. The highest is 8.4%. 2021, this was achieved by Honorable Dr. Usufri Akuto, the agric sector. This is the highest Ghana has ever had since uh, the Fourth Republic. That is evidence. Look at how productivity have gone up because of the uh, fertilizer issue and the improved seed. Ah, but we're when all they were discounted. We, we're all here, we knew how this, the, you know, the challenges that were fraught with all of these things. Uh, fertilizer, there were issues. Seeds, we know the seed suppliers. We're talking about non-payment. I mean, we, are, we have witnessed all of this. Even the poultry industry, during their, their time, during Mr. Akut, uh, Dr. Akuto's time, and the poultry industry is nowhere to be found. You think the farmers wouldn't bring all of this issues on board and say that, the, I mean, the, you didn't do enough for the, the issue about fertilizer smuggling mm. cannot be the great minister's job. The other minister's responsible for security. Mm. It cannot be his job. You cannot fault him on that. Are you understanding me? So we have to stick to it. This, this is very high intellectual conversation. Mm. And I'm saying that what he was given to do, mm. he has delivered. He was given 2.6 billion Ghana cities to do planting for food and jobs, improve seeds and fertilizer. What did he get? At Fangate, we got 48 billion Ghana cities. This translates to if you give a farmer in Ghana two cities, 60 pesos, that farmer can give you 48 Ghana cities. What does that mean? This is data. It means that he is able, with a little motivation, to pull up productivity. That's why Ghana became the breadbasket of West Africa. Ghana, when others Ghana were complaining, others were complaining about food shortage, and uh, you can't even have the food to buy. We had it. Of course, we have a challenge with uh, food inflation and all that kind of thing. And the factors that go into this, we are all aware. It is not that food was not produced in the country. Food was produced. Food is there. Even in the lean season, food is there. But if you have enough food... If there were no food, then we would say it didn't perform. But if you, have a lot of, if you have a lot of food, like you say, then the prices will not go as high as they went. No, because they, basic they, economists, as when, you have, when uh, supply exceeds demand, what, what that, the price comes down. So like you're saying, as in there were enough food, which means that, of course, we, we could, there was Ghana, Ghana was not taxed to produce for West Africa. So if you say... I'm not talking about West Africa. No, I'm talking about that, Ghana. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Because the food that we produced, mm-hmm. most of them went out. If you remember some time ago, they banned food from crossing our borders. Mm-hmm. Why did they ban Why did the government ban it? The government took note that people were pulling the food out. And they were not even going through the Bank of Ghana. They were not doing LCs. So you couldn't even capture the data. And you're not taxing it. We were just smuggling, like you did mention about the fertilizer. This is what happened to us. Unfortunately, that theft is not a great minister's work. Mm. So what can he do? Mm. This is why he's saying, look, give me the opportunity. Let me be president. Let me focus on agriculture because it's a productive sector of our economy. We have the competitive advantage. When we do so, we are going to be able to raise the necessary revenue. We get food security. The rest of the food we can export. We can get foreign exchange. And we don't need to go borrow money every day. Okay. So, so that when the people you borrow the money from mm-hmm. comes to ask for their money, you don't have the money. Okay. You don't have the money. 66 years of Ghana's independence, we are still borrowing money. And IMF has come in 17 times. Mm-hmm. Almost every four years, IMF is here. Why? Because we don't have the money to pay. The problem we have is not about... Funny, funny ideas or big, big English words. It's about economy. Productivity must increase. And what are we going to produce? Food, agro-processing, industries. All the 1D, 1F, and commander sugar factory, and all the challenges we have with some of these factories, is just because of raw material. 
Oh, he's saying, can we put some money there? So these factories can be up and running. It's going to give a lot of jobs. But who better do this other than the person that has the qualification? Dr. Sophia Koto, did a Greek University of Ghana, went to Cambridge, a Greek economist, master's, and PhD at Greek economics. He has the knowledge. He has spent 18 years working across the UN system and commodity markets. Came to Ghana as a member of parliament for Kwadaso, was a ranking member for food, agriculture, and cocoa affairs. And now appointed the minister of agriculture. What did he do? He has shown the results. So he has the evidence that he can do it. This is what we need right now. So what this is what we need right now? What is his game plan for the party and for Ghana? For the party, he says, after going around all this while mm. with Nadudan Kwakufado before the 2020 election, and when he was minister for six years, he would always visit except for COVID, the regions. And party people are saying, we are not getting jobs. We are hungry. Comedy. So it dawned on him that ah, what is happening? You see, this is why he says, let us put together a lot of companies for the party so that every constituency, every regional party, every national, the national party will have companies so that when these companies are open, a lot of them, all of the 275 constituencies will have companies open for them because there's going to be a business unit attached to the party. What this will do is that to create employment for the teaming youth of the party. This is the party. The excess of revenue or the profit you make will be used to finance party activity. You don't need to come to Accra to look for money to go to funeral over the weekend and give a donation because a party member lost a family member. You don't need to call Accra. Your constituency party company is working. And whatever money you are making is for service of constituency party. This is a big solution idea. But is this coming from the moon? No. Go to South Africa, ANC. They are doing the same. MTN, the one that we are using and making call. Do you know they have shares in MTN? The political party ANC has, has shares in MTN. Mm. What is MPP waiting for? We're a capitalist party, enterprise party. So why don't we have even a pure time making company? We don't have any company. Why? So he says it's time. We've done a lot. Free SHS, free maternal care, NHI, all the things we have done, social, they are good. But right now, what we need is to solve the problem of the team in youth. You know, we tried NAPCO, employing 100,000 people. Great idea. Where is it? It's not sustainable. But what we are discussing, we eat food every day. Every day. So it's sustainable. Create the companies. Get into agriculture and let's move Ghana forward. Mm. This is what he's saying. And this is what the delegates are asking the question. Why? Why? Where were these ideas? It's so wonderful. We want to go with you. So a lot of endorsements are coming in recent times because people are beginning to understand. This is why I'm saying that it didn't need noise mm. because the, the message is deep and you needed to have conversation. People will ask, when you bring the idea like, ah, what kind of idea is this? We begin to explain this. Oh, so where have you been? You see, but mm. God's time is the best. But where have you been? I trust. That doesn't mean that you didn't, I trust, you I didn't trust start that. a company early. No, when if they, they ask you, been, where have when, you been? When they ask where have you been, it means that they've suffered. Mm, they need you. And they needed such a person like yesterday. Mm. But we are saying, never mind. God's time is the best. So, so how confident are you of, of winning the flag bearers? I mean, also, okay, first of all, you are now going for the, uh, you know, to select five. How confident are you of being part of the first five? The delegates for this election are saying that they want solutions. They are not here to rent out a party to anybody. They are not here to sell out their party. They want real solutions. Because when the party gets the solutions, 
the people are energized, then there is hope. Mm. They can campaign and we can break their aid. And they want somebody that has solution for Ghana's problem. Many people are saying, oh, when we finish the primaries, before they will come up with their vision for Ghana. Mm. Many people. Some of the aspirants, honestly, I have followed. Okay. I can't even remember what exactly is their, is their vision mm. for Ghana. They said, when we crack, Dr. Koto has already put forward the proposition, and he gives the example of the Tree Court Development Authority and yeah. says, look, this is just one institution I'm giving. There are five of that. You mentioned poetry. Mm. He has proposed poetry Development Authority. And this is with cabinet, as we speak. If these things are done, that industry will be protected. So do we, be financed do we need, with public, do we public need, funds. Do we need the authority for the poultry industry to thrive? I mean, the poultry has very, thrived before. No, no. When we didn't have a, a, an authority. Very, very much so. Very Maybe. much so. How so? If you are, you are producing poultry mm-hmm. in Ghana mm-hmm. and it costs you X amount, and somebody is producing this country and is supported with public funds, mm-hmm. and they bring it, and it's cheaper than the one you are producing, don't you think you'll be uh, wiped out? This is the problem we have because there's so much import of poultry products. But the local poultry manufacturing, poultry production doesn't have public support. So if you have an institution like Poultry Development Authority, the like of Cocoa Board, this is what he used to explain it, Cocoa Board, for many years, you protect that turf, you finance it, you develop it, you research it. Before you know, we are producing enough beds, enough eggs, mm. and we we'll export excess at very competitive prices. That will bring us for exchange. So you're saying that this conversation lack- is deep. And it's so, heavy. So the lack of the development authority for poultry is a reason why government cannot support the industry to grow? Government will need a vehicle to support industries. Mm. There has to be a vehicle. And this type of conversation we are having, you don't want a nine-day wonder. Mm-hmm. You come in, you support poultry, you leave, it collapses. No. So he says, let's do an authority. You go to cabinet, you get approval, you go to parliament, like the pre-court development authority. You let, just some few months, few weeks ago, uh, w, uh, World, World Bank gave 200 million US dollars. Why? Because it's an institution. If it's an institution, money will be put there and it will be consistent, will be sustainable. You don't want something that you start today when you live, collapse. It's gone. That's the kind of conversation we are having. This is deep and this is heavy. It's well thought through. And this is what is going to solve our problem. But he spent six years at the ministry. Why didn't he do it? I gave you the example of tree crop. The tree crop has been done. And our President Nanado has actually put up the board. Mm-hmm. They are working in the offices in Kumase. I get it. That's how come World Bank brought some money to support it. it. So it, has, it started. And I said, these are the ones that are with cabinet and so on and so forth. So he started the work. No, but I but it question. doesn't have I, the I, I asked the question that he spent six good years at the ministry. And within the success, he couldn't put up the development authority for the poultry if that was a solution. No, there were others. So he prioritized them. So like I've told you, we started talking about planting this uh, cashew, mango, coconut, and stuff like that. I was a former DC for catching up. So we did all these things. But the way we're doing it, it will not be sustainable. That's why he says, let's institutionalize it. Because even government funding for it was, was very scanty and difficult. You see how they go to cabinet meeting, everybody's pulling the budget. Mm. Very difficult. But if it's an institution like what he has done for the tree crops, it will survive the stress of time. And you then, it, it, nobody's going to build Rome in a day. Rome was not built in a day. So he started it, and he's laid a foundation. That's the conversation. So he needs the opportunity to be president, to focus some public funds to the productive set of our economy, which will drive industry. Because once the raw materials are there, agro-processing will be hyped, the industries are coming up, all manner of persons, including white-collar 
trained people like ourselves mm. will get a job to do. Mm. Then services will rake in because if people don't have the money, why are they going to have money to do services to mm. buy things and uh, take services and pay fees and stuff like that? Even the uh, communication, mm. data, credit, that's, if you don't have money, what are you going to do? It won't go down. We need the productive sector to work. We have the land, we have the water bodies, we are good to go. You seem to believe that you have what it takes to win this. But all the researches that have come out, you know, it's Dr. Baumia, Alan Chermantin, Canada, Japan. I mean, you're not the, even the, the, the first. The, the, the posters, the posters mm-hmm. are doing their job, you see. And I have no qualms about that. When the people make the most noise, they get heard. Everybody knows them. But when you have painstakingly going down and talking to the people and explaining the challenge of our party and the challenge of our economy and how you want to solve it, you will not have time mm. for noise making. Noise doesn't vote. Mm. Delegates vote. That is what I believe. And we wait to see how it turns out. As for posters, I don't have any problem about them. When posters did post, uh, the polls about Asino, we saw what happened. They said, oh, MPP is winning, MPP is winning. I lost it. Young girls were dancing in video and say. It's not a deal music. I am to my woman. We saw that. I didn't say anything. So you think that's when that, posters, that, you when think that posters, happened on Saturday? When posters said that John Bodo, a very good friend of mine, is going to win the general secretary, what happened? JFK emerged. Was JFK making noise about something? Mm. We wouldn't even believe. But he is the general secretary of the party. So this is the kind of concern we're having. We, we don't believe that noise votes, delegates vote. Yeah. All right, then. Uh, so, so, so on Saturday, where will you place? Um, from what we've heard and from the assurance of the delegates, we are expecting to top the list on Saturday. Be the first? Yes, it's necessary we have to top the list because if our message has gone down well and they've understood and the assurance they've given us is true, why are we not first? Yeah, you don't fear delegates? No. These are party people. These are people in pain. These are people who are complaining and they want solutions. Somebody has brought the solution. You think they're going to take some hundred CD or some money and go and waste the next Four years? Isn't that what they're going to do? Mm. I don't believe so. And these are not ordinary persons. These are leadership of the party. So From constitutional chairmanship to... Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado. Para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. General Executive to National Executive Council Members. These are serious people. Sir John was talking about the same people when he said fear delegates. I have no clue what kind of message he gave them. Okay. But I'm speaking to what I've seen and heard. Okay. That this messaging was appropriate. Mm. And it solved the very problem they are complaining about. Okay. I trust that they will deliver. All right. Okay. So um, on Saturday, the Dr. Efriya Kotokan believes that they will come at tops uh, when the voting, uh, you know, ends on, uh, you know, I think it's around 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock. By 2 o'clock, we should know that. We, we should know the score. Yes. I'll call you and then we'll talk about yes, it. I'll be in the collation center, so I'll be knowing the results. <laughs> I'll, <give it> <laughs> I'll call you. <laughs> All right, so that's uh, uh, Dr. Prince Owusu. Amuzu, Dr. Prince Amuzu, is a spokesperson for Dr. Ousu Efriye Akoto. Interesting conversation. Let's see how it goes on Saturday. But there's still the pause here 
on the journeys. We'll take a quick break, but when we come, we'll take you to talk about the Niger crisis. Stay with us. ready to enjoy the 11th edition of the innovative Ghana Garden and Flower Show from 30th August to 3rd September. Come to the Ifwa Sutherland Children's Park for five amazing days of fun, networking, education, business opportunities and many surprises from 9am to 9pm daily. Theme, Green Fusion, Collaborating for Climate Action. The Fun Pack 5 days specially created from 9am to 9pm daily. Theme, Green Fusion, Collaborating for Climate Action. The Fun Pack 5 Days, specially created to see our Earth preserved for our collective good. To partner, sponsor, or book a stand, call 020-20... Is the money too small? A bad stomach ruins your day. 5 Days, specially created to see our Earth preserved for our collective good. To partner... Sponsor or book a stand, call 020-20. Is the money too small? A bad stomach ruins your day. To partner, sponsor or book a stand, call 020-20. Is the money too small? A bad stomach ruins your day. Don't let it. Take gastrone, your most effective antacid for the relief of too small. A bad stomach ruins your day. Don't let it. Take gastrone, your most effective antacid for the relief of... Mwah. Can you bring down that smiles more? <laughs> gastrone, effective relief from stomach discomfort. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been written and approved by the FDA. Hey, it's been great. It's so fun here. There are a lot of arts, things to do. So I personally love it. And I love the artworks. I love Chalot NTT. It's fantastic. This year's experience is, uh, is marvelous. It's amazing. It's Charlie Little Festival, y'all. You ought to be here. The paintings, the people, the Ghanaians were awesome. Everyone, when you're in Ghana around the same time, make sure you check it out. It's really happening.
in a political party at a crossroads where destiny hangs in the balance the stage is set for a showdown of epic proportions 10 contenders five swords who will rise in before the clock is ticking and every move matters on saturday 26th august all shall be revealed and your election headquarters will make sure you miss nothing Join the best political team on radio, TV, and online from 7 a.m. for the most comprehensive coverage of the MPP Super Delegates Conference only on your election headquarters. Welcome back. On Monday, the National Road Safety Authority announced new road safety statistics for the year 2022. And despite reduced crashes and death, the authority uh, said crashes remain a major challenge for the country. Now, it means that all at the National Road Safety Authority, but civil society and campaigners as well. One of them is the Accident Victim Support Ghana, and we have the officials uh, with us in studio. Uh, we have Olivia Mamle Obuabeng. Okay, she's the Vice President, Accident Victim Support Ghana. And uh, Reverend Cyril Crab Benedict. Uh, okay, so the Reverend is also here. Let's compare the traffic situation in Ghana and U.S. because I think Reverend, one of you is, is in the States, right? So we do, we do the two. You are. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So, so if you compare how we do deal with traffic situations or accident situations in Ghana and, and, and the U.S., what's the difference? What are we not doing right in Ghana? I think, I think one of the things that I found a bit appalling was um, having zebra crossings in what we called highways. Now, over there, zebra crossings or what we call crosswalks don't have any business on the highways. Mm. Nobody is crossing on the highways. So really, I, I understand that in front of the things that I found a bit appalling was um, having zebra crossings in what we called highways. Mm. Now, over there, zebra crossings or what we call crosswalks don't have any bit appalling was um, having zebra crossings in what we called highways. Mm. Now, over there... Zebra crossings or what we call crosswalks don't have any business on the highways. Mm. Nobody is crossing on the highways. So really, I, I understand the infrastructure is not obviously as good as over there, but what are the highways? Nobody is crossing on the highways. So really, I, I understand the infrastructure is not obviously as good as over there, but what are the highways? They are saying people should stand there. Mind you, these are like almost like five miles apart. You're they don't have about, it so close is it a, together. Is it a Ghana version or this is Yes, US? yes, okay. this is here. Mm -hmm. uh, highways. highways, right? Mm -hmm. the, the, the streets are bad. They are horrible. And I think when it rains, it gets even worse. Um, I, I saw here. Mm -hmm. um, 
obviously, like I said, you can never compare here to there. Mm -hmm. But we, we need to work towards it. And I think... Again, Unfortunately, in our case, our highways are running through towns. Mm, yes. I'm not sure in U.S. highways run through no, towns. they don't. So, unfortunately, ours, our highways are running through town. Mm -hmm. so. Overpasses. Mm. If, if, you, if you want people to actually um, um, follow the, 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 the crosswalk, don't make them so far apart where they have to um, ignore the, the crosswalk and, and, and then just cross. Mm. Put them close together or make the overpasses or put lights at certain places where it can change at some point because these drivers are not stopping. We've, we've gone through so many places, so many, you know, towns, and it's the same thing. Nobody's mm. stopping for them to, it's only when they don't see the car coming, then, you know, they approach. Otherwise, they are standing for, you know, a very long time. Um, Reverend, so, for you manly things that we have to have crossroads, <laughs> fantastic. Um, you, we know that in Ghana, we'll complain about resources. We don't have it. In the meantime, what can we do to reduce these deaths? Thank you very much. Uh, this is the first time meeting you. Uh, so, um, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. You're doing a great job. Let me first and foremost commend uh, your outfit, Multimedia, mm. for uh, coming up with uh, programs yearly that geared its focus on the road. Mm -hmm. And remember, I arrive alive and other ones. Mm -hmm. And now, today, we have a drive safe. Exactly. I believe next year you are coming on a theme that would also help to compel uh, opinion, uh, to compel. Uh, for what is focused on the road. Mm -hmm. And remember, I arrive alive and other ones. Mm -hmm. And now today, we have a drive safe. Exactly. I believe next year you are coming on a theme that would also help to compel uh, opinion, uh, to compel um, for what you are doing. I also want to greet your cher cherished um, uh, viewers. Mm -hmm. Speed kills. And we are saying that be patient on the road. Hidden in it. We have people dying and we have um, properties being delimited on the legal speed to go at every given time on, uh, on the road. It will help, you know, to suffice these crashes that are happening. And so that's what we are championing. We've come very far. Well, I have lived here and I'm here. I've not been in the U.S. before. Um, other road safety institutions across the country. What is done there, which is helping um, road users to have that kind of life-saving activity on the roadly corrected hair. Over there, highways are not within no, time. I didn't correct her. It's not interfere with human activity. Mm. Or else they do another alternative that, that do, um, let me so say, uh, it's like, it's a race. Um, compare, contrast, and be able to, you know, adjust the situation. Uh, it's like, it's a race. Um, compare, contrast, and be able to, you know, adjust the situation, mm. it is really going to help. I have decided that I'm going to travel across the country and then talk to other road safety, you know, institutions to see how best I can influence policies, you know, over here compared okay. to what is done there, which I believe that the UN uh, Decade of Action 2020, hoping that the crash will be reduced to 50%, by doing so, we are going to at least meet that target and it's and it's going to help. Aston mm. victim support think that partnering with the National Safety Authority who are doing very good and extremely good, uh, partnering with them, it would help augment you know the situation because having fifteen thousand at every year, getting at least 
um, um, less than 3,000 people. Beans. Some are not given uh, any kind of befitting barrier. Mm. Some are not even treated well at all. And their families keep on calling and crying and wailing. They are human beings like us. You know, we think that we must do something about it. And let me quickly state that from last week till today, I enjoy the way the entire country have taken it up that is being discussed across the media. I heard one of our brother who is a media, uh, a blogger, influencer, you know, taking it up also mm-hmm. doing it. We did the Save to Safety Child Road Safety campaign and mm-hmm. it was um, focused on uh, a zebra crossing and how mm-hmm. children can cross the road. Mm-hmm. We planted lollipop stands across schools. We have children in OT region who were killed on the road just like that. Mm-hmm. Six children. And where they were, there is nothing like a road furniture, even for them. There was no um, zebra crossing. There was no... uh, Exactly. None of them. Even what what will aid the children to cross, which is the lollipop stands, it was not there. Mm. So we did. And what I'm saying is that I am enjoying the way we are discussing road safety. Mm. John Thought, who is the UN Special Envoy, said that road crashes in the U.S. is the same road crashes in here. So until opinion leaders, until... um, Presidents, politicians, mm. take it up. Until religious leaders take it up and talk about it, we will still be at where we are. We wouldn't have, you know, any mm. kind of impact. Okay. And so we have decided that at least we'll get closer to uh, the opinion leaders, religious leaders, political leaders to add their voices to it. We believe that the masses that follows them mm. will also enjoy it. Mamle, I mean, what do you want to see change about our efforts? In the next one minute. I want to see better roads. Absolutely. Mm. I want to see better roads. I I come almost every year, and it's the same thing every (laughs) year. And and the following year when you come... Gone bad. Gone bad. What is happening? When you see it, what comes to your mind? What kinds of things were put into, you know, making this, this road? Because I'm not saying our roads are perfect where we are coming from. Point A to B... If it's supposed to take you five minutes, it will take you five minutes. Mm. Not when you're going from point A to B and there's absolutely no traffic and you're still taking an hour for a journey that has to be only five or 15 minutes. So that's one thing that I want to see done on the roads. I also want to, you know, see people coming um, onto our team, joining us to okay. help these victims. You know, they we see these things firsthand. We, we visit the hospitals. We visit their homes. And and people are suffering, and they need help. Mm. You know, we've been doing it for, for the past 10 years. We've been underground at least four or five years before, you know, all this exposure. Mm. Mm. But we've been doing a lot, and we've been visiting families and, and offering support. But now we need help. Okay. We do need help. Financial? Yes, financial yes. help, okay. material help, whatever help you can give. Reverend, how does someone who is willing to help get, get in contact? Okay, thank you very much. Do this for me in 30 seconds. You know, all this exposure, mm. but we've been doing a lot, and we've been visiting families and, and offering support, but now we need help. Okay. We do need help. Financial? Yes, financial yes. help, okay. material help, whatever help you can give. Reverend, how does someone who is willing to help get, get in contact? Okay, thank you very much. Do this for me in 30 seconds. My time is up. <laughs> wow, you didn't want me to talk much, but I want to... And so be patient on the road, and that will help. If anyone wants to help us uh, support uh, victims, we have our office uh, opposite AMSA, Sakaman, AMSA filling station, just mm-hmm. opposite. And you can call us on 0505-150-822, 0505-150-822.
822. And we really want corporate Ghana to come to our aid. Let me state here once again, we are badly in need of uh, a car for our friend uh, Cyril Crab Benedict. Why? Okay. All right. So thank you so much for coming through today uh, with the Accident Victim Support Ghana. And now we wrap up the whole show for you. And it's been a pleasure to come away with the pulse this afternoon. Uh, there's more news on myjoyonline.com. Now, on behalf of the entire team, I mean, the director, the producer, the cameraman, the sound guys, um, I mean, everybody here, we say thank you so much for being a part of us. We'll meet again, God willing, tomorrow. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.